Yo, yo, ma! Baby boys and all girls, and welcome to this week's episode of Pillar to Post. A very special episode. Not for the reasons you would have thought, like good reasons or happy reasons, but really shit reasons, to be brutally honest. But we're going to get straight into it before we do. Joining me, as per usual, Ricky B in the sandwich that is Big Fat Dars and J-Ball. How good is this? It is a big sandwich. Fat uh, Necks United. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Between the three of us, we've got one neck. <laughs> and it is half, thick. Yeah, half a neck. Yeah. It's a tough um, sandwich at the moment, though. It is, man. It is a very tough sandwich to swallow. Oh. Uh, what? It's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But let's get... We'll, we'll get into, obviously, Australia, Wales. Mm. Um, but... Let's let's maybe look at the World Cup as a whole. We'll start with Ireland, South Africa, um, because that sort of sets the tone of what the final makeup of the um, quarters and the semis and the and the granny are probably going to look like. And we'll look at that uh, in a, li- a little bit more detail before we then obviously dissect what happened earlier this morning. So Ireland, South Africa, thirteen eight. South Africa left, I think, eleven points on the field all from very kickable, uh, like, opportunities. Yeah. Very much not like them. But, Chips, you said a few weeks ago it's a two-horse race when you consider South Africa and France because Ireland hadn't really been tested. This blows everything to smithereens. Yeah, 100%. In terms of what I thought, I mean, Ireland hadn't really played in a while to the level that... um, South Africa and France have been showing to that point. Um, the game we've just seen on the weekend, you know, Ireland were clinical. Um, they didn't let South Africa get a huge roll on through the piggies. Mm. Um, and they got so much pay out of Bundy Aki getting over the game line for them, which allowed them that little bit of extra time and space to use that deceptive like phase play they do so well. Um, it was a really high standard game, wasn't it, man? Like it was, it was so technically good and tense, and brutal, and physical. yes, so brutal, man. The, the collisions were unreal, mate. Uh, unreal, yeah, fuck. Like it, mate. It was the pinnacle of what world rugby is all about. Even the like, it, even the scrums. Were interesting for the non-scrum aficionado. You know what I mean? Like yeah. South Africa brought, on, brought are, on their big pack. The and like, we're going to push them. And, the, and that first scrum, they did win. And they're like, we're, we're going over. Then mm. Ireland fucking won the next one. And just that, just that, that, that arm wrestle the whole fucking game, man. It was just that was just pure rugby. Hope. It was the perfect example of what rugby can and should be. Only a low-scoring affair, which I don't think anybody probably picked because both sides are so clinical off the boot. They probably didn't think there was going to be many tries, but I definitely thought it would be a much more high-scoring game. But that then comes back to what we saw with the box, with Money Libok and Faf de Klerk uh, missing three and one, respectively. I find it odd that Faf... He's four foot one, but he's the long range pot shot penalty goal guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he fucking whacks it. He hit that crossbar from like fifty out. Oh man! Yeah, but where? So what? What happens here then, Chip? So like, 
Let, let's look at the rest of the World Cup because we sort of know what our pool is looking like and we're starting to get an idea of what the other pools are going to be looking like, right? And it's blown wide open when you consider that we always knew Pool A and Pool B were probably going to be the teams that produce the World Cup winner. But that is starting to look a bit different now because we're now Ireland will play New Zealand. Yes. Which, and which, France, minus Antoine Dupont, probably, are going to play the Springboks. And and that's a really interesting picture because Ireland will obviously fancy themselves against the All Blacks. Yeah, you know, they beat them in New Zealand. So they'll, yeah. be, they'll be really confident going into that game. And, you know, I think the, the Springboks... Yeah, they obviously they touched them up a few weeks ago, but how often do you play the All Blacks and then a couple of weeks like touch them up and then a couple of weeks later touch them up again? Like that's that's rare. Yeah. To to to, to put two strong performances or, or two winning performances in a row against the All Blacks, no matter where they're playing. So I, I think Ireland Ireland won't really I mean I know that's a good question. I'm not sure who the Irish would prefer. They might even prefer the All Blacks and feel like they've got the number rather than France. But even then, man, that then puts so much pressure on Ireland because now they're like, oh, we've got the monkey off our back because we're favoured against the All Blacks who beat them in New Zealand. And it's like, and they beat you for a century prior to that and you've also never made it out of the quarterfinals. And now you're the number one team that just beat the reigning world champs and you have all this pressure to get out of the fucking quarterfinals, which you've never done before. Fuck. But, but is it? But is this an All Blacks team of yesteryear? Is no. It, is it as strong as? No. That? But it's an All Blacks team. It is an All Blacks team. I get yeah. that. But the the Irish are the one team who can say like, we've probably got the got, recent wood yeah, on. Yeah, we've probably got their number at the moment. Yeah, but fuck, it's a World Cup. I know, because I know, the All Blacks forever have had everyone's number and then expectation gets to them. I know. I so, know. fuck. But then you look at France, South Africa in a quarterfinal and everyone was maybe thinking that would be yeah. the final. <clears throat> but then France don't have DuPont. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, what, 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 what are you saying? Your you, 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 you Oh, saying? yeah, yeah. He's South African bloke. like, I'm at the rugby. And, My neighbours. Did you know live next door to me? <laughs> really? Yeah, no. I popped out the other day. I'm like, is that the company Das literally just started working for yesterday? And yeah, I'm yeah. like, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, South African dudes? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and, yeah, yeah. They're always having a bride next door and shit. I heard him before. This on Saturday night before yeah. the game. And like fucking speaking Afrikaans to their mates and shit, FaceTiming. And I was just like, I was like Loki just throwing shade at you. He's like, shut up. They're such a <laughs> such a proud people that on Monday morning when you go, oh, the rugby, you know, he was lost to Ireland, and they come. The excuse is we prefer to play uh, for a week in France, so it's better we come second than come first. Now told now you they're ball. weak, got yeah, a dodge, mate. Any excuse, but but it's what kind of life was that? From, Razzy to like blue. <laughs> blues. What's <was> that one? <laughs> we now know what yeah, those yeah. light system yeah. means. Deliberately lose, boys. Yeah. No, so look, but then let's look at the other side of the draw, right? So 
it's looking like just on form, it'll be England, Argentina, and it's going to be Fiji, Wales, right? Yes. And it's going to be Wales on top. Yep. Which is wild, right? Which wait, means... wait, 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 wait. Well, you mean Australia won't make Well, it actually, all we need to do, Fiji just needs not score any points against Portugal and Georgia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're in. Then... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. So, like, let's let's look at it yeah, logically, so, so right? So, you're probably looking at Wales versus Argentina, right? Yes. And yes. Argentina aren't in good form. Wales no. are defensively in very good form. Like, they've shown a lot of fucking ticker, which they Probably. tend to do. Probably. And I know you hate them, right? No. But Argentina could do them in. Yes, because yeah, he's 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 because he's they're tough as fuck, but they also have flair. Yeah, but they also Wales didn't. I I, I saw I saw all these comments today about how well Wales played. They didn't fucking play that no, well. Defensively, they were good. Yeah, they were offside. Oh, fucking it, twelve and thirteen. The whole first half, they were offside. Yeah. Well, they talk about that Sean Edwards coached style of defence where it's the halfback shoots outside in in that 10-12 yeah. channel to try and shut it down. Um, but, okay, look, uh, Wales are a confident side at the moment. Well, yes, Argentina yes, yes. aren't. But, but Argentina fucking hate cunts and they love getting up for fucking... Yeah. And so... They're like the Southern Hemisphere French, where on their day you think they're going to shit the bed and they fucking knock the best team off the, in the whole world and then vice versa. So, go, I mean, so, and game. it's a weird one, right? So then we've got this fucking draw where the lower two pools, C and D, could actually throw a fucking spinner because it's looking like it's going to be England versus Fiji. And, and, Fiji dusted those cunts oh, like a month ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think so, we, we were talking about it. That's England will not want to play Fiji. They will not want to play them again. I'd they, love to see them. Play I, them. I, I, th- I think the English would have much preferred the Welsh. Because I reckon... Yeah. But that, but that like, the, one of the best things about this World Cup has been the passion from all the South American teams. Like the Uruguayans. I fucking love the, Uruguay, the, man. The Chileans. What are they? Yeah. The Lelos. Yeah. The they, Lelos. Mate, they seriously give a fuck. Mate. They seriously give a fuck. I fucking love Uruguay, man. I love their fucking footy team. I love their yellow jerseys. Mate, and just their the fucking cool as, man. <laughs> they just have such a crack, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's been fucking... This has been... Look. It's devastating what's happened to the Wallabies, man. But this World Cup has been fucking awesome because we now have a genuine World Cup where you've got outsider teams having a red-hot crack and not really being humiliated the way they sort of mm. used to be. Like, it happens, but they still fucking put up a fight. And then you've got Tier 1 side struggling here. Like, it's yeah. been fucking awesome. At and and, just, and just, just quickly to talk about the Samoan, you know, the Samoan team, like, I... I genuinely thought the way Samoa were heading into that game that yeah. they were they were as good a chance as anyone to knock off Argentina. Last and, week's game, mate, they was close to beat. Like, there was a game plan. Yeah, and, and they kind of they kind of they, they kind of shit the bed the same way that Tonga did against the yeah. Irish the week before. Like just um, just just doing all the options they didn't do, like. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah normally like Lealeapana would go up, let's take the points, come back, let's do this, and they just. But 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 at, least, but at least you know you look at the the benefit the Pacific oh, Islander teams have had from um, the 
the change in laws allowing players who formerly represented one nation to jump across to another. Yeah. And, and Samoa, Tonga and Fiji have really benefited benefit from that. So that that's a really good thing. Um, and it'll, it should hopefully mean come the next World Cup. That'll help Australia as a Tier 2 nation, <laughs> right? <laughs> we yeah. get all our players back. <laughs> to be honest, mate, I'm more worried now about like a lot of our Islander boys going, well, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play for Fiji. No, 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 no. Or play they go in France yeah, and yeah, play yeah, for Fiji. Correct. Or they'll correct. say, I have a uh, Australian grandmother of go over just so I can represent an international team. You know what I mean? Like, we're the... Yeah, yeah, we're the, we're easy, the second we're, we're the easy team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But no, look, I... I yeah. Yeah, I think the the lineups now, that the, court, the quarterfinals are almost being locked in. Um, it's frustrating that we're not being there, but I am fucking pumped that Fiji probably will be. Yeah, mate. Do and you like, looking like they could go to fucking the semis. Yeah. Do you like my hat? I, 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 I renamed the, uh, the uh, Wobbly Wallaby chat group to the uh, Flying Fijian. Group. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a, a new team. Yeah. We're a Fijian family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to say, Bull of Anaka. So, <laughs> Bull So, you know. Go upstairs. Just move over the top. the bowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, All right, let's, let's get into... Yeah, the shit show. The shit show that was uh, the drubbing this morning. Um, tough to wake up early to watch this one, and it's. How did you watch it? Did you watch it live? I watched the first half live, yep. and then driving to work. I did the same thing, and then and the ten minutes. But I was just like, working down what? the road, so I only had to watch a few minutes. Yeah, what happened? And then I was just like, I did the exact same thing. And then I was like, first... it's the first time I've ever actually walked into site yeah. early because I was like, <laughs> might hang that up. First 30, <laughs> 30, 35 I was watching it live, and but I was like, bad. So. It it's it was difficult to watch because much like last week against Fiji, uh, look, Fiji played a good brand of footy last week, and I said to you, Chips, the reason why that Fijian loss was hard to take was more so not because we lost to Fiji, but it was how we lost, like our line out turned to shit. Our our support play was dreadful. The breakdown was woeful. The breakdown was woeful, right? And look, and there was and, making, a, the and a lack of cohesion, right? Yep. Like it was very disjointed. And that's why it was hard to watch. This morning was so hard to watch because it was all of that and then some. Yep. Like it's we lost to Wales, a record defeat. We're not getting out of the pool stage for the first time in our history. Okay, great. But the way we're losing is what's making this very difficult. 100%. Yeah, and I, you know, you're a little bit sort of lost for words. I mean, it, it feels to me like um, Eddie's, the suggestion is from Eddie Jones is that Australian rugby has been so heavily structured that we've forgotten how to play eyes up footy. Um, that seems to be what uh, I think he's suggesting with, you know, what he's trying to, you know, say we, we had to change the way we were playing. We had to change the players. Um, what we've been doing hasn't working. So I think when, with, with his style, with, with what we're seeing with the Wallabies, which just, which appears to be so unstructured. Yeah. Um, maybe Australia can't play that way anymore or, is is uh, does does he need another year or two? And 
if he did need another year or two to implement this sort of game plan, why the fuck was he hired one year Before out from the World Cup? One year out from the World Cup. My how, thoughts exactly. How does not being able to hit a line out, not being able to defend a ten because you haven't played a ten for fucking two months? Yeah. How does how is that? How does it not rolling away in the not, first not the game of the plan, game? Not eyes up footy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we can't. They're young. It's like. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that, and that, like, and a lot that's of, basic yeah, skills, right? A lot of what you're talking about there, I think, is kind of, you know, inconsistencies in selection led to that. I yeah. mean, you know, Kellaway looked like he, yeah, hasn't, he hasn't played a game for a month. We were talking he about hasn't. before. There was, like, kicks that went through and you, and they focused on him and you're like, oh, he must be the third, the winger, like, Marky might, might, must be the first. And he was the... He was just jogging. Yeah. Like, was there was a, there was a couple of minutes. You know, he, he He'd a, do a lot of work. But... He, he put a kick out, you know, that you know went five metres and usually he's quite yeah. comfortable and he's experienced enough to put it long and in these situations. He has been throughout the game and then all of a sudden we're just but he, cruising. He looked like a guy who hasn't played and he hasn't played. And, mm. and Donaldson so, missing that tackle well, at 10. Yeah, Don, and Donaldson, had, he hasn't been defending in the line. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was dreadful. So, <laughs> so the the yeah, yeah. I rewound that. I was like, oh no, okay, surely like they must have exposed a, a big bopper. And I thought it was no, a no, winger was that no made the break. The it's like yeah. fucking overside flanker. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, okay. I reckon a they Welsh were just setting that up player. to have it as a quick crash. Ball, like, I'll take it so they could then <laughs> bounce out. Quick... And he went straight through. I was like, oh shit, okay. They didn't plan for it. They're like, what do I do now? But um, it's it's and then again, like you look at pony, big pony. Yeah, yeah, hasn't he played? He the, the the way he's going, he plays like five games a year. But yeah, and and it just shows, mate. Like you know, slipper slipper's a part time tight head. You know, he yeah. he is slipper is not a tight head. Hasn't been for a long, long time. He's a very good and, stopgap. Correct, and and you you saw the way that the the Welsh loose head, who I don't rate at all, was having difficulty with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually blown away by that. It was like five thought Slip would get the job done and Angus Bell might do a bit of work. Yeah. But it was Slip, yeah, Slip was, was, Slip was absolutely and... chewing him up. Yeah, but not like it looked awkward. Yes. He was awkwardly yes, chewing no, him up. What he was doing was holding his own and Old Mate was getting in a poor position. Correct. And Slip was able to stay down and Old Mate was getting jammed up. Or, or when Slipper did go up, he angled in and went up. Yeah. Like, so the other guy was in it. it but then, you know, Big he Pony... He was literally big... just outmaneuvering, not really doing yeah. too much. Big Pony comes on and we're struggling. Like badly struggled. Yeah. Like that, that, that helped. Co- yeah, that is one of the big reasons we lost the game by as much as we did. We got pinged three or four times in the second half at set piece. Yeah, so we've, we're parachuting like he's been parachuted in, coming back from injury, has played fuck all rugby lately, and it shows. So these inconsistencies in selection killed us that game. And you ask the question, why wasn't Sam Talakai on the plane? Hmm. He can he can lock a scrum down. Yeah. So when we've got Tupo who is coming back from injury in the squad. You've got Nonglor who's fresh. Pony who's always injured. And we don't carry injured players this World Cup. No, and un- he made it unless, very clear. Yeah, un- unless there's some other reason that I've come up and I'm not going to tell you. Oh. To be fair, the coach doesn't always have to explain like to the rugby public their selections. But when 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 somebody when, that yeah, when some earns, of them are so 
like they're fucked up as badly as the tight head stuff has. Yeah. Well, it it should be explained. Do you reckon maybe the ARU, like they do with the um, the Wallaroos, are just trying to cut back on the corners? Toss, you know what I mean? That's why they didn't play run over. Well, I, I, <laughs> I, they I, got I think, the Nemo, right? I, I, I think they kind of, all those savings there yeah, um, yeah. kind of get chewed up in having three or four sports psychologists on the books okay. for the World Cup. So. They're very important. All right, well, look, we're, we're going to, that's the game, right? We're, we're going to get into sort of the fallout and what we can do in regards well, I, to I, that. Yeah. No, I, no, I think, what's up? I think firstly, though, like, we've got to, you've got to talk about as well, like, we're not selecting people in the right positions either. Mm. Like, I was, like the game. I'm sorry. I don't mean. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like no, that, no. I'm going to let you get through what you need to get through. Well, I think as well. It's just and again, my pen ran out. Because of me. because yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Because eh? like we talk, we talk about like you know the Australian coach has been a fucking basket case role since Robbie Deans. Yeah. Um, and even yeah, Rod McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At the time, Robbie Deans, we thought this is fucking terrible. Yes, he was you know, the first. Oh, look, this oh yeah, he was the is... first. We got problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we look back now and we go, "Fuck, that was pretty good." He only won sixty yeah. percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dream of sixty percent. So, so there's an element of it's not like the coach isn't the issue, but talking about what we we're talking about before with inconsistent selections, just in the World Cup, not even talking about what was happening. You know, in the warm-up games prior yeah. to, which, mm. you know, the selections there effectively meant a different team almost ran onto the park for the first game of the World Cup. You're, <laughs> you're, you've also playing guys out of position. Yeah. You know, Jordi Pattaya, he, he made some seriously good gains last year, playing on the wing, playing a little bit of fullback, but mostly playing on the wing, mm-hmm. particularly for the Wallabies. He's now been put back into 13. He hasn't played 13 since 2019, I don't think. You don't like that I don't like Pattaya playing 13. No, and Blanche says that you're nodding along. I don't like that you don't like him I think he's so much better at 14. So much better at wing. I don't think... You never said that. You just said you don't like him at 13. You don't like him. You said you hate him as a person. We don't know what his best position is because he's been moved around so much. Is he injured again? I saw him go... No, no, I think he's all right. Um, I, I, I yank myself off too. Well, so he, oh, he's uh, not noses. 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 So what? Cuts the shin splints. He hasn't played thirteen at all for the Reds recently. No, no, and and he just he he goes from Super Rugby, where he's been playing wing and fullback. Gets put into thing. Remember how we used to laugh about the All Blacks when they used to do that? When they yeah. put Liam McDonald on 13. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then lose. And now, and like, we're, we're looking at it going, well, Eddie Jones has just done that. We've put a guy into 13 who hasn't played there. But he's a really good year. He's a really athletic kind of guy. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying yeah. Geordie, I'm not saying Geordie was a big contributor into why we lost. I think you are. I think he is. It just, it just, that's what you wrote down. Where's your guts? Says here, Geordie Pattaya's man. Guts equals Hayden. Couldn't. Yes, I know. I froth Geordie Pattaya. So do I. Too late now. Too late. So on the record, I'm going to dump that over too. You're going to delete it? No, I'm just going to delete the whole thing. But it's also the same way Noangano Tawasi, man. Like he, he, you know, Bunavalu comes on the field. Oh, Marky Mark goes to fullback. He hasn't been playing there. And he's he's had a few howlers at fullback. Like he kicked that one out on the full Mm -hmm. today. 
at a key time. Was, it was today, wasn't it? It was oh. a fucking great. It was a great. Twelve kick. hours ago, when we got kicked out of the World Cup, thing so long ago, right? Yeah, well, I hope, I hope it'll feel like that soon. Um, so we can talk about how there's, you know, <coughs> the coach. The coach is, a, you know, the positions are poison chalice. It is big time. But he has done some things in the last twelve months. And I'm not even getting into like who Jordy Patel. We really have We're back. Sorry to ruin your flow. Get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Eddie. Fucking Eddie Bones. He's done some things in the last twelve months that are almost inexplicable. And he said, "Judge me on the World Cup. Judge me on the World Cup. Don't judge me on this." And I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even really getting into like. You know, leaving Michael Hooper, leaving Quade Cooper, leaving Pete Sarman, leaving Reese Hodge, you know, leaving all these guys in Australia. Just the selections he's made with the squad he's got. Yeah. And the inconsistency and, there and people playing out of position. And, it just and, and it's frustrating. Tom Hooper learning seven on the job. Yeah. One game there man, at Super we Rugby. Mr. Fetcher. Mate, where was did we no, miss a fetcher? There was no breakdown pressure in the first half. And then, yes. and then when he did go, now's my time. It's but like, you are so offside, bro. Wales <laughs> were deliberately not hitting in breakdowns. So it's like... No, no, what, what they were doing, what they were doing was they'd hit the breakdown towards the end of the ruck, disrupted to slow ju- it down. To slow, to, disrupted just that little bit, and their 12 and 13 would creep a little bit fucking a step offside, and that's just enough to fuck with our shit. Yeah. Anyway... Selections and inconsistency in those selections, people playing out of position, contributed to this game. It all correct. The Fiji game, the Fiji game, I can live with because that is the sort of game that young players need as a learning experience. Yes. Yeah, I can cop that. That's a learning experience that you, they need, they may need to come good. But the, the, a lot of what fucked up with the Welsh game is coach like selection strategy related 100 percent, 100 percent. it was selection and strategy and then execution the three things that really go into a preparation for a game tell me a coach may do yes yeah it is you select your side you prepare and you execute you prepare for, for your team and for against yes. that team and it looked like we were prepared to play wales no, no. Like we, no. like we picked a big back row, but then didn't really do anything with them to we try and bend the line. Don't truck them, yeah, yeah. Like, mate, Ireland had made something like triple digits tackles in the first twenty minutes, and we made like eighteen or something. The Welshman. Had we not oh, Wales? Sorry, yeah, had we not gassed and it's, them? Yeah, yeah. But it's like we weren't going. Hey, we need. As you said, we weren't gassing them out because, oh, like, if if you run fucking heaps and heaps of traffic at them. Something then they could then, stop then it, you, but then, we weren't yeah. looking to. But, but in the what? first half, we did we did look at it for a little bit. We, we did, did we did, and then the second half, oh man, is when inexperience probably starts. I mean, you look, we can put we can put it point it to particularly when they didn't take the shot in front and mm. they went to the corner. Yes, popped up the line out fifty twenty two. Yes, that was wild. That, bro- that broke them. We've got a sentence. Now we've we've decided we've got to score a try, and you're like. You haven't scored a try all game, and now you think we're going to dominate and score and, a try. And the lesson from Fiji was take the points when they're on offer. That's 
tournament but, footy. Talk us through what happened. And so we kicked it to within five metres, ten metres yep. of yep. the try line. And no one jumped. What right. actually... Rob Leote ended up on the, on the ground. ground, right? So does lift, anyone lift. know what actually... I, I didn't want to go back and watch, but it looks like... <laughs> <laughs> Just lift and lift. So it looked to me like it's a, that's an eight-man fucker. Yeah. There's an eight-man no fucker. No one knew? But, in, but it, well, it's a, everyone contributed to it. Is that because uh, Richie Arnold calling the lineouts? Yeah. Well, he's right. up up until up until that game. I think he's been pretty good. Okay, call. right. Okay. Uh-huh. But I agree. Everything yeah. else he's sort of done around the park hasn't been that great. No. Um, but also, Parecki fucking had a shocker outside mate. of that. Like your mate, there was there was yeah. that one fucking throw that hit like Freedy. a meter, a like meter out on the out, like off the outside yeah. shoulder, and it. it the scrum, the line out, the Maldi. How's our Maldi gone so bad? Terrible. Like it's it's like regressed. They like they don't. It's like they don't actually have a mall coach. They've got a former French halfback who's in there as the mall specialist. It's like Jason Riles, who's a rugby league guy. It's like no, they should go down. Yeah, play the ball. Well, we get on, back there. We're talking about we're talking about malls here, mate. But I. What is Jason Rolls now? Yeah, he's like, Wales, six phases, great turnover. Awesome. Are they, do they kick it yet? Back it up, it boys. He's like, great, that's good defensive set, boys. Huh? Um, it, we, we've just gone backwards in so many ways. I mean, the Fiji game, it looked like, okay, we knew we needed to improve our defence. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we did. Yes, but that's what I mean. But like, they focused so heavily Fiji on that. was hard to take because we were like, oh, it was, we lost that game because there yeah. was deficiencies. But we also stayed in that game and played good patches. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the combination that we saw from Georgia to Fiji, we could see the combo starting to work. And we saw the progression in do. Yes. And we're like, hey, it's actually not all doom and gloom. And then today was like, I was watching it. I'm like, this is fucking wild. Like, we are playing dreadful footy. Yep. And, and they did not look in the second half. They were just... Oh, completely on, lost their way. The Wales, yeah, Sorry, the Wales was, yeah. But, but Wales didn't do much. No, they didn't do much. And you saw in the back end when we nutted up in D again. They I reckon they're going to win the World Cup, Blanche. What do you reckon? Get fucked. <laughs> no one would have picked them winning this pool. No, no. But, and they like oh, we were talking about. It, it was like whoever didn't play as shit was going to win this game. Mm. And I, I still think that's the case. Wales are not impressive. We get them. Yeah. They, they are scrappers. They're tough. They, 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 they stay in the fight. They're scrappers. They're tough, mate. And they manipulate things in, into their advantage, whether that's Gavin the breakdown ball. or... Gaz ball, mate. You know, and... and you hate Wales and you hate Jordan Batar. All right. Well, let's... 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 Look. Did you guys see the Eddie Jones post-match uh, conference? Yes. You did see it? A little bit. I started watching and I honestly thought I was watching the exact same one as the post BG game. <laughs> yeah, he said exactly, you got to blame me, blame me. And it's like, we still are. So this yeah. is, so this is the then, thing though, Big Fat Dars, right? Like, so, <clears throat> like, I know everybody was expecting me to come in tonight, like full of piss and vinegar and like calling people at Rugby Australia cunts and telling them to suck my 
slightly below average. Like, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Shit like that. But, but right? I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I and I did. Like, you look at my notes over there. I have been fuming all day, and I had to go home, and I was going yeah. to fucking. Tw- you were saying tear rugby trade and the strips off them, yep. right? Like, yep. call it like yep. throwing out terms like colonial dogs. I think I know where he's going. Cunts, <laughs> Like I was going white to, I'm not going to. shit yeah. like that. I was going to say no, all these things. I was going to. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I think down, I know right? where you're going now. I think I know where you're going. Why? No. Oh, no. Nah, so the nah. thing is, right? And then I simmered down, and like, just so you know, I wasn't actually going to go hard in the paint at definitely not the players. No. Because they have nah. like. They have shown that they are so fucking committed. Correct. But they're just Correct. not up to scratch right now. And that's not on them, right? That's, the, that's they just where they're at, right? right? And the thing is, I wasn't going to lay too much blame on Eddie from a place of he is a, like, yes, you've touched on a lot of the inconsistencies around selection and all that sort of stuff. And, he, and could he have done things better? Definitely. Could he have handled the media in a different, better way? Probably, but he was never going to come out before a World Cup and say, this team's not going to win. He's never going to come out and say, Michael Hooper, as great as he is, is surplus to requirements because we need to change our culture. He was never going to say, Quade Cooper's not up to snuff because he's a servant of the game. And it wasn't about them. And it hasn't been about them, but the media has made it about them. But it really shouldn't have been. And I think Eddie was trying to deflect. And yes, he could have done things a hell of a lot different, but I wasn't going to go hard in the paint at him, right? Until now. I was going to go hard in the paint at Rugby Australia and the administration because this is a symptom of the gross mismanagement that has happened. And it's not just Hamish McLennan. And I'm and I'm almost want to not really go hard at Hamish McLennan. Yes, he should have done things differently. Like, as you said, Eddie probably shouldn't have come in before the fucking World Cup. They could have just said, handshake agreement, Razor Robertson, he's in foster deal, we'll get you in afterwards. Okay, great. Sit this year out and fucking chill. And we'll let Dave Rennie do his thing. Because you've got to remember, Dave Rennie won 5 from 14 last year. So it's not like he had a fucking squad no. that was going to go deep in the World Cup anyway, no. right? No. But it was looking good. Okay, great. It's been a fucking shit show. I'm talking about the last 30 years of gross mismanagement from the Rugby Australia, the ARU. Call it, call it 20 in particular. It's 20 in particular. But you saw with, is it John Riley who was the CEO? John O'Reilly, the CEO in 99 when they won the World Cup. And then John, he, o- John, o- John O'Neill, sorry. And then he came back 10 years later and everyone's like, oh, the golden child's back. And he shit the fucking bed. You want to know Big why? Time. Because we have grossly mismanaged everything. We've underfunded the women's game, the growth of the game. We've let places like Western Sydney and Logan just turn to shit and now they're league central. Like we have absolutely butchered the identification, management, recruitment and retainment of talent in Australia. We cherry pick from a half a dozen fucking schools when we know that you could probably pick a side out of fucking Penrith and then in 10 years' time they'll win a World Cup. They're that good. Like we've let that go by the wayside and like... It fucking kills me. And really, they are the ones, like, as they say, as you sow, so shall you reap. And we haven't sown fucking shit. If anything, we've gone full like Henry Kissinger, like, just bombing Laotian fucking villages and just scorched the fucking earth. But the thing is, man, like, I've actually, like, me being me, which is fucking weird, this is actually, in my opinion, hot fucking take, 
one of the best things that's happened to Australian rugby for a fucking long time because we have patched over the gross mismanagement of this game with a fucking win in New Zealand or we'll beat the Springboks in South Africa or, you know, the Waratahs might win the super fucking rugby and then nothing fucking comes of it and we all glorify it and the fucking cunts at the top of the game go like, how fucking good are we going? Remember when we won the 2014 Super Rugby title? And then you look back, and that's nine fucking years ago, and we still talk about Remember that. Remember when we won that bloody in Tokyo? No, but we no, can, yes, that. and we can paper over <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fucking cracks of the game and say, yeah, look, we're building, we're working. And that's 20 fucking years of yeah. gross mismanagement. And now, and everybody knows it, clubs have been fucking, had their backs, have had, the fucking higher-ups turn their backs on them. Like Bill Pohl was saying they're going to piss it up against the wall. And what have they done? Exactly that. This is going to be the catalyst for fucking change in Australian rugby. And they can fucking come along where they can't, but the average rugby fucking loving person in Australia isn't going to take it anymore. And there's a decade of footy coming up. And I'm sick of people saying the game is dying in Australia because I've got fucking mates who live in New York who has never touched a fucking footy ball and doesn't give a fuck about rugby, and he is messaging me saying how fucking pissed off he is. Uh, this wouldn't be such a fucking issue if people didn't give a fuck. People give a fuck, they want to give a fuck, but they're just done with the gross mismanagement. And this now is literally, you go, there's no two ways about it. Australian rugby is fucked. Now we have to make it change and it doesn't start at the top it starts at the fucking bottom and we work our way up and like you can't no one <coughs> in rugby australia can sit back now and be like but look at what these guys are doing yeah because they we are mate. they will and we won't we fucking cop it. no no we well, won't man. fucking cop it no no we won't you're saying we won't cop it mate no look the reality is mate that nothing is really going to change why because it won't. Like it's sim- sim- simply, if, if it would, if it could have changed that easily before now, it would have. You know, look at look at the pushback they're getting from. Like, I'm not saying that centralisation is a, is a wonder drug, but it's pretty clear that you know it's worked in similar rugby environments to Australia. You know, rugby in Ireland is probably fourth cab off the rank after football, hurling. Gaelic football hurling. Drinking the Guinness and the Fools. Fucking, I don't know. Is it hurling? Hurling. No, no, it's fucking hurling. I don't know, man. Curling. Hurling. Hurling. Yeah, you call me fucking. Like, like Gaelic football, but different. With sticks. Oh, yeah. Kind of like lacrosse. Yeah, kind of like lacrosse. I don't think rugby is. I think rugby is very similar as well. There's like a. There's like 10 or 12 private schools. Nice. Or schools in general that provide the bulk of. Of Ireland's professional pathway players. Yeah. So centralisation is, is is a really going to be really tough sell, particularly after the Wallabies like you know stinking it up. But that is, I think that that is a, I think it'll be a good thing for Australian rugby if it's implemented. But people have been saying that for twenty years. Yes. But we've never been funneled out of a fucking World Cup in the group stages. And the, and the issue will be the issue will be now though is that the Brumbies and the Reds and others will use it and go look. Why do why I trust the Wallabies? Why do we to trust the Wallabies? Our game out, they fucking suck. You know why That's, do we trust Rugby Australia? Trying to convince to, all the CEOs and all the board members it's going to be the same. It's going the other way now. It's right? it's, too, this, it's going to be so hard to change. And I I I, I, 
I'm, so you think there's going to be zero fucking change I'm after not, the Wallabies I'm, get bundled I'm, I'm, out? Of I'm, not, I'm not saying that should be the case, but I think it is going to be. Like, I, I don't see what they're going to do. Yeah. To like, be, there's no money. So in what the are game. the okay? So what are the what's bubbles. the fallout of this then? What's what are the consequences of the Wallabies bundling? What, 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 eventually, they might do something with Eddie. That would be about it. Well, I, th- I think the consequences should be Hamish oh. Hamish McLennan should probably fall on his fucking sword. Um, but then again, if someone comes in to replace him, well, he's surrounded by people that Hamish McLennan put in place. Yeah, so then cool. it's it's probably more sweeping changes, someone getting his own people in place. But really, after this, typically in this situation, Eddie Jones, Hamish McLennan fall on their sword. Like, who who's after Eddie Jones? Fucking I reckon Eddie just let him go. Well, we can't, like, we well, shouldn't we're have sucked Dave fucked, Rennie. We but we're all, like, we're already literally at the bottom of the fucking totem pole as far as we can fall when you yeah. consider the Wallabies, right? Yeah. So why fucking change? Why not go? I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem. I think let him but, see out his contract. But if people yeah. are going to be, we need change, and it, it would, I don't think, I think it would be a detriment to Mate. the game to get rid of any, but people will, like, I need to see movement and easy something. But the real, mate, change, the real, the real change needs to be rugby well, so, Australia. So, so, so yeah, what yeah. you're saying, we need particularly we need to go into schools, we're going to need to give money into clubs. No, it just needs to be gr- a the grass better roots. management of how we fucking do things. Yeah, okay. Well, then that's a centralisation is probably the... The you know, best way, 100%. Yes, and more more money into... We, we, we focus on academies. Yes. Yeah, across... So... Yes, that's what they want to do anyway. But what we really, what you're talking about before is, okay, we need to find more money to get rugby into schools, to get, you know, fund the clubs better. I'm not necessarily saying fund the fucking clubs. I'm just literally saying it needs to start at the fucking bottom. It doesn't start at the fucking Wallabies. Well, I, I, see, I, mean? I disagree, mate. It's both. You need to water the top because, mate, if we're not winning, oh, if we're not winning, I'm no not one saying is... don't fucking yeah, yeah, work yeah, yeah, the Wallabies, yeah. but yeah. I'm not, I'm also saying it isn't just the Wallabies. Unless fucked. unless we're winning, mate, people don't, little kids don't want to play. We have play ten union. years of fucking ridiculous fucking footy coming up. I know. Mate. If we lose or draw, we can make fucking cash. Yeah, but if you fucking lose, if you lose yes. three nil to the Lions, and if you fucking bundle out of your home World Cup. Yes, because the people in the people, the players at that time, the coach, the setup isn't good enough. And I think there's enough that fucks us completely. It yeah. shouldn't happen because, rightly or wrongly, Eddie Jones has gone. I've got an eye on that World Cup. I've yes. got an eye on that Lions. I've got an eye on that World Cup. I was Cup. talking to you about it last week, right? People forget that Eddie took <laughs> over England after they got bundled out at their last at their own World Cup when they were dreadful when they had just poor selections, poor culture, and then he's come in and went 16 on the trot, right? So he does have a history of being able to facilitate change of a squad that doesn't get the best out of them. But that was also that was also like closer to 10 years ago. And I also now, think they fucked him not. bringing him in earlier because he should have come in after the World Cup and said, I've got four years. But it also sounds like he wouldn't have been available. He would have already made his next move. They should have been Which willing to fucking Handshake, I know, yes. I know, I know. I agree with you, mate. We shouldn't have sacked Dave Rennie because... because 300 grand is to sit on the pine for a year. Well, he was getting paid by England to fucking do nothing. Fuck 
hell. So he was getting paid by England to fucking to walk, you know, to walk away. Amish McLennan crowed about that. So you don't think there's going to be any major fucking changes, even though before the World Cup they said they're doing a huge fucking review. Yeah, but but, that's, but that was all that. fucking lip service, right? Just like the Wallaroos review. No, no, but that was like all fucking lip service, right? Yeah, but look at what's happening with the Wallaroos now. They're getting a full-time fucking coach. They're actually getting fucking representation. They're getting fucking videos on Instagram that no one used to fucking post out there simply because they didn't shut the fuck up. People aren't shutting the fuck up about this. And I know, yeah, like, crazy. I'm usually the fucking... The pessimistic can't hear. <laughs> stop, stop taking my job. Stealing your stick. Yeah, like, but I'm usually the fucking naysayer. Were there nuts the in your noodle box? <laughs> What's going on? I'm in all but, but I, no, I, I, but I usually am. But I'm like, this is fucking different. Like, it should be different. Yeah, it should be different. But there's, there's no money. They're gonna, so they're not going to go the private equity like option now because. They can't get the price they yes, want, they can't which, which, is unsu- which, which is unsurprising because, you know, they, they're looking at it going, well, you need to demonstrate to me that you're Mate, all they need to do numbers. is sell more of those $1,000 artisanal leather balls and we'll be <laughs> fucking cheering. <laughs> that was when we jumped the shark. I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, fuck. This is dreadful. I was like, oh, no. It wasn't a great look, but at the same time, mate, those jerseys, Cost less than the actual Wallabies jerseys if you go down if you go to Revlon buy them. Jerseys are fucking expensive, mate. I tried to buy a Fiji jersey today, hundred and fifty beans. Yeah, but what the five XL you, you pay by the meter here about the cost of <laughs> it's like it's, it's not about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so know. you're like, yeah, well, well, I can get a real jersey for one fifty, but this one's only one twenty, and it's like, again, what about the kid from Logan who's like, oh, I'd like to support him. Why not just? Not a goal for Ray. <laughs> we're, and like, we're an elitist hey, game. We're yeah. trying to get, yeah. trying to root people out. Yeah, you know, I, know, I, know. I know. I agree. I agree. But I'm not. I'm not upset necessarily with Hamish McLennan because look at what Hamish McLennan. Well, and fuck Eddie, that! I, am. On, I no, am. no, no, I, no, no. I am right, but like over the last since he and Eddie and should have come in at the very fucking least, there was buzz. They've yeah, shit the bed yeah, and yeah, they've fucked stuff, it. Stuff. But they've done shit with. They have. Something was happening. People they are have talking run about the as Wallabies. much out of the damp rag that was Aussie rugby for a long yes. time. It's the last years that yes. I'm fucking furious. Oh, I about, agree, right? mate. You go back to 03. We had all that money from 03. We then thought, you know what we're going to do? We're going to create the Ballymore Tornadoes. And we're going to create the Ballymore Tornadoes and the East Coast Aces. And they're going to play Sydney Uni because for some reason and Sydney this Uni is what I'm get their own about. team. Because we are going to get money from the fucking Lions too, yes. right? And we are going to get money from yes. that World Cup. And, that should, and we're going to pay back a heap of debt. And it shouldn't go to the Ballymore fucking Tornadoes, right? It should be... Oh, man, I've got shit in my fucking hair from touching that. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't go to that. And, like, I'm not saying this institutional change is going to happen overnight. It will happen over the next 10 years because I, <coughs> I don't think the rugby fucking loving punters in Australia and around the world are going to tolerate Rugby Australia doing what happened with ARU 20 years ago. Mate, you, you, there's so many disillusioned fans already. Right? Yeah, there's so many disillusioned fans already who've just thought it's already fucked. They already think it's fucked. So... There's not going to be that same. Like, there will be, there's like, you know, heads need to roll. 
Mate, the reactions, all the reactions I've seen, like, thank, like rightly so, not having a crack at the players, having a crack at the administration and at coach. That people want heads to roll. But this is what I'm they saying. Don't, they, like, don't, they don't want, they, they, they look at it and go, oh, you know, it's all, all this money, you know, you're just picking private schoolboys. And, you know, yes, that's a problem. That we don't, the game doesn't have the reach into the public school system that it once did, mm. you know. Um, or like it's it's just everyone's everyone's going to rage, and there's not going to be that great change that we need because, like as soon like the, the I saw an article at Canberra Times as soon as centralisation was talked about, it was like they're out to fucking get rid of the Brumbies, even though the Brumbies are broke. Mm. But they're still the most successful Australian Super Rugby team, particularly recently. So, so what do we do then? Fucks me. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. No, no. The next one. Find money. Find fucking money. This is what I'm saying. The right? only thing that's going to fix any of this is money. It's investment. It needs to be yes. The way we reinvest. What the are the money. top and the bottom? Yes, I'm not saying let the fucking Wallabies die. No, like that's crazy. I'm not. Look, I look fucking. But so, so, so many people. Sorry, so many people say, "Oh, we just need to invest more in the grassroots." Yes, we do. We do. But if the Wallabies keep fucking losing, then we're fucked. No one wants to play rugby. Yes. But the top tier already has enough fucking funding. How it to needs use, to right? probably be done better. As you said, we probably don't need three or four sports psychologists, right? But if we, we win, do... though, you'd look back at it and go, "That was fucking worth it." Mm. And more people play the game. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's such a fucking hard thing to say, like, okay, well, we, it needs to change. Well, cool. What, what needs to change? Nothing can mean? change, as far as I'm concerned, without more money. Mm. But what does this next decade of fucking footy, Ricky, be? Well, exactly. But if we're not yeah. winning, if we're not winning during this next decade of footy. But the thing is, right, the reason why I've got this fucking glint in my eye is because you learn more from a loss than you do from fucking victory. Yes. This side. We must this have learned a also, lot. <laughs> that's why I'm such a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says I'm such a lot of learning. A lot of learning happening around the world. No, no, no. <laughs> but seriously, like this fucking side. This fucking side yeah, is going through some serious shit. Cool. And they're going to come out in two years' time against the Lions if they get if they stay on fucking track and Eddie does what he thinks he can fucking do and they progress, they're going to be a bloody good fucking side. And in four years' time, again, if they keep fucking progressing the way that we hope they will, they're going to be a fucking great side at their own fucking Rugby World Cup. So that's why I'm optimistic about it because this squad... There's, there is something fucking special about them, man. There is, man. Like, I, Carter Gordon is a long-term I, fucking I, wallaby. Yeah. Tate McDermott has shown that he is a fucking leader of men. Rob Valentini is arguably the best number eight. He's up there. Up there He's right? up there. Tom Hooper's got a huge future. Fraser McRoy. Like, this is the fucking thing. Like, I this agree, isn't... Mate. Like, they are good. Yeah, there is so much potential. They, they are so fucking Nick good. Fro- Nick Frost... Has been he had a, it, he had a blind alert. Like, mate, you, you, there, like there that, is. it's there, man. It yeah. is there, and it's a year or two too soon. Yes, but but this is the thing. People look at it and go, "Oh well, fuck Eddie and fuck Hamish." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right. Dave Rennie. But also, people next year when we go against the fucking All Blacks, and you never know, we might actually next year we win 
50% of our games or 40% of our games or whatever the fuck it may be. Like, say next year we win five. Well, you, Mr. 15. Positive, right? Yeah, there we yeah. go. We might even win 40 Top positivity, <laughs> man. Like, this is the fucking we thing. We could. Like, yeah, I we said could. that, man. Like, I, I fucking I hit a Zen spot, man. No, but like, I am like this for mine. Like, I'm like, this is good because we actually have fucking players who I think are fucking generationally good fucking players, man. Yep. Great fucking players. And also, they've hit such fucking rock bottom that the administration has to change. No one else to go. How okay. it changes, I don't know. So, but it has to change because they said before the World Cup they would and now all eyes are on them to do this fucking mm. reset and they're going to actually... Because if they come out with more like... We're going to continue doing the same what shit. Would you, what would you but do? Word it differently. What would you do? No, people are going to fucking blow up. When right? that when that email when that email comes fucked. out, what are you going to do? No, it's not me. It's fucking everyone will fucking blow up, and that's the fucking I, thing. Like all eyes are on them now, and no, because look at it. The fucking women have shown that with persistent fucking needling, shit can get done. Like there is so much shit that has gone on this year that for me, the most pessimistic cunt in the world. Is actually like this is fucking great because the players are fucking awesome. The women have shown what you can fucking do when you fucking hold cunts to, to task. Yeah, but that's to get it to minimum stand. You know what I mean? They're just yeah, from yeah. fucking nothing. Yeah, where but, are we at the moment? Yeah, but that was, we're nothing. That was more the Wallabies are fucking nothing. They can only go up. Yeah, and look, there is a lot of there is so much upside with that team, and but you talk about what needs to change. The only thing I think that needs to change he is, says centralization. is Jordan Fuck Pataya me. on the wing. <laughs> Never super, playing center super, super rugby teams playing more rugby. 100%. Stop, stop trying to think about what's the third tier. NRC isn't profitable. No, on the weekend. A, cl- a national club comp is going to be too much fucking onus on some clubs. Too much flying. And that, shit they won't be able to keep up. Your team. No one gives a fuck about regular games like UQ playing fucking Randwick. No, my brother's mate Nick on the weekend was actually saying, he loves the show, and he was actually saying that he saw a stat, because uh, he heard what you said the other week about playing more games and shit, right? And, he's, and he saw a stat that, that Marcus like Smith it. and Noah Lelisio, right, have oh, come in yeah. around the same time, yeah, yeah. pretty much the same age, same 70, time, 70 through the same... difference or something. Yeah. yeah. I saw on the weekend, no, a couple of weeks ago, um, they went to the crowd in the Uruguay game against France and there was the second rower from Uruguay, who's 40 years old now, mm. played all his career at cast, right? He, yeah, what's his name? Carpo? Carpo... Him. No, Carpo, <laughs> Domingo, Rodrigo. No, you made that some, up. No, it's something like I love that. that. <laughs> Probably he is. played 400 games. 400 fucking games of top flight footy. Hunter Diego. And these cunts are like... <laughs> no, and these cunts play... And these cunts Quattro, play Zendi, Zendi. Like, No, and Liam Wright, who doesn't play for the Wallabies at the moment, yes. plays 15. Yes. 15 fucking games. Yep. This can't play 400. Why is he yeah. yelling at us? No, it's fair, mate. Because no. it fucking sucks. Yeah, no, yeah. no, as in... He played double the fucking season. <laughs> double it. Or just do fucking... Okay, if you don't want to fucking... I've already told travel, you. I've already no, no, told if you. if you don't want to do the travel again, bring back the Super Rugby AU and then the Pacific, right? And make it Australia plays 10 or 15 the, yeah. and then we play the New Zealand sides... 10 or 15 games. So, like, and so you do give that. Give them yeah. fucking 25 games. 
you, you do that 10, 10, 15 games where it's just the Australian teams while the Wallabies are away. So everyone else, while the international season is coming, so everyone else, the fringe players, get really solid game time. Yeah. Yeah. And you've also you've got we've got a situation where we don't have to fucking take so many injured cunts on tour every time we go because the guys no, back home are playing are playing high level. And someone footy. pings a hemi, hey, hit the fucking like finish yeah. the game that you put like, oh Tars and so, Reds are playing at Toowoomba this weekend, fucking ten thousand sell out at the fucking stadium. Okay, great. Uh, so that's the, cha- that's the that's the that's the change ten hundred. <laughs> that's the change that's the change I think right. is, that's the only change I think needs to happen because we just need to create more money. Uh, yeah, more money so we can but pay have more those, players. But have the Super Rugby AU games all regional? Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, but I, don't, I just don't think you're going to see the sweeping reform that a lot of people will tell I'm you I'm not talking need. about sweeping reform overnight. I'm talking about over days, the next right? decade. At least a week. Over the next decade, it needs to change dramatically. And look, I, I, and I, I think it will. Yeah. Because if cunts cop catch wind of like... Executive salaries increasing again. Well, well you, know, you know what I want to see. Whilst fucking see. grassroots not getting this, people hey, are actually going to go. This is fucking bullshit. Hamish McLennan flying home from the World Cup at some point. Does he fly on economy? Class? Yeah. Yeah. Does he fly first class or does he fly business? And also crowd numbers to rugby games. That's that's my personal thing. If remember when Cameron Klein, <laughs> remember when Cameron Klein flew first class to Japan. I hate that calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I remember we were dog shit. We were dog shit. And he flew first class to Japan on Rugby Australia's dime. And it was just like, you fucking dog. You should have flown business. So Hamish McLennan, I don't, I need someone out there. One of, one of, one of our listeners needs to like find out. How do we find out how Hamish McLennan is getting home? See, the is thing it is, first man, or business? And if he like, flies first on Rugby Australia's dime, I will be fucking furious. Yeah. See, like, look, I am, like, I am disappointed in the state of the game and like Rugby Australia and stuff like that. But not like it sounds like I'm upset with like the current crop, and I'm not. I'm no, more, no. Like, no. I'm not actually too upset about. The current, because I know that the current crop, at least maybe coming in, or there are some people in places there at the Reds or the Tars or whatever it is who see things differently. And I actually really enjoy that, man. And I know there are people at Rugby Australia, new people that have come in. And, like, again, as I said, like, I'm not overly upset with Hamish McLennan or anyone at Rugby Australia yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right now, right? Like, I'm just bemoaning the state of the game for yes. the last 20 years because. I actually feel that there is a genuine change in the air now, and there has been for the last eighteen since Raylene, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, she did some. Like, she did a lot of good things. Yeah, we always so, said that. and this is the thing: like, I don't really bemoan the class of the last three or four years. I actually don't. Like, I'm actually like, I know that there's still like uh, institutional bullshit. But that's that was never going to be something that was easily weeded out, right? I'm talking about I know for a fact that there's a new crop of fucking people coming in in, say, the social media space or in the operations space or the coaches, man. Yep. Like, there are some good young coaches coming through. There's really good administrators coming through, man. Like, there are really good fucking people in Rugby Australia and all the other fucking unions <laughs> in different spaces. 
I'm not really fucking bemoaning anyone really right now. That was more of a rant in regards to yeah. the history of the administration up until now and that all and the, the things fact that, that have led to this. Yes, and the fact that like right now I'm actually kind of fucking stoked because I'm like, this at least has just burnt the bullshit down. He's in like a weird morning. Yeah, I'm actually happy. This, yeah. is, this is for the best. Yeah. This is fine. You know, on I'm Thursday, he's going, we need to record again. <laughs> no, I just wanted no, to my, know. My, my concern I just is... wanted to know him too because, like, Sunnyville this morning, like, the shit he was saying about Eddie really came across like quite, like, yes, he was upset, but it wasn't necessarily like the right time or place. Or even the right thing to be discussing. Who's Sonny Bill? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, and he even said that too. You know. Yeah. Whereas then you look at like um, Kev Hall and Hoops and stuff, and they were coming in a place like Hoops even said he's like, you know, like this isn't Eddie's fault. Like people no. are coming at him and they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like even he said this is sort of more of an institutional type thing. And so, so, sorry, I'll put it back on you. What do you think the consequences should be? Does Eddie Jones keep his job? I personally, I would, and I don't know if this will happen because it's hard to fucking say and people do need something. I don't think he should. Give him the next four years. What's the worst that happens? We don't win another game. Okay. No, we win years. We win. No, 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 no. How many years? Two years. We'll win three, maybe four games. No, but that, so whether we did well at this World Cup or not, right? If in two years' time Eddie Jones' success rate is like 12%, he'd be Rissole. Yes. So Rissole him then. Don't Rissole him with the youngest ever World uh, with the youngest ever test side we've taken on tour, with yeah, the youngest but, World Cup side at the moment. No, no, no. Yeah, but he chose to take the he youngest. He did. You know what I mean? Like, no, he did. And he goes, well, I've got a young squad. And, and, and that's what he did. Do you, agree, do you agree with who he's left at home, Cars? Do you agree with them leaving him leaving who he's left at home? Left at home? I do not agree. Yeah. Run, Wade Cooper wasn't going to win our World run Cup. Run on. Michael Hooper wasn't going to win that game yeah, for but, us today. No. But like, I thought Pete Samu could have made a huge impact. I thought someone like Reese Hodge from a utility see, point see, of view. See, I, really I, I think Michael yeah. Hooper maybe could have today what? through decision making. Through they looked, they looked a bit lost. They looked a bit lost and rudderless out there in the second half. Yeah, and I think he could have galvanised them there. Yeah, I, we wouldn't have won because we're not we're not a better team than Wales. We're a better team than what we. We're a better team there. than what we showed today. No, and, and, that, and we're not yeah. a better team than Wales. We're not a better team. Than Wales. That's why we're people like. I get it, man. Like, I get where you're coming from, but show a bit of compassion. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, but like, no, but like, I get, like, they weren't going to win us these games. We're not better than them. We're not, we went on an, in, we went on our spring tour last year and but, lost but, every game but to we, Italy. Do we lose? Like, are we better than Wales? I, I see, if I saw a comment from Paul Cully that is worth repeating that he said, this will scar some of these young blokes for, for their whole career, rather than you know being thrust in this early and losing by thirty-four points 
to the Welsh. Okay, but how about when Johnny Wilkinson and that crew came out to Australia and got ass raped 97 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great right? point. And then they won a World Cup five years later. See, and, and I agree. So, okay, if you can't cop this right now and come back better, then you probably weren't up to play in the Wallabies to a standard that Ireland, South Africa and France are playing at right now. And so you weren't ever going to win a World see, Cup. See what I think Whereas starts... some other players are maybe going to come back and be like, in four years' time, be like, we're not going out of our own fucking World Cup. And if you think we are, go for I've been yourself. through that. Yes. See, I, I think what scars players more than that is fucking constantly losing in Super Rugby every year. Yes, because you get used to losing to New Zealanders. Why would you give him something to fucking go on like, to? <laughs> Other word right up. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I've fucking yelled about everything I need to yell about. Um, what have we got left? Darcy's mailbag. He's taking it what over. do you reckon? Darcy's mailbag. Um, uh, we, we actually got a couple today, didn't but, we? Yeah, we did. Because we co- mate, we've covered a lot of a lot of the guys are just going on about the same thing. This one's on Facebook. Hamilton McLennan on the board has to go. Dilute the New South Wales rugby union. Ran with influence. The players tried their hardest, but the ten years of poor, mis- poor investment and decision making are coming home to roost. The Falau Palava and the Rennie sacking are a sign of incompetent management. Agree not to agree. Whatever. Look, there's, an, really... there's, there's an element of truth there. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, we but sack, there's also we, a lot we of sack the board. We sack the board. We sack Eddie. What now really what? changes? Other than we lose, we, we have to pay Eddie out. Yes, that's why I'm like, we don't really need to sack anyone. Because look, before, as I said before, before yeah. this World Cup, people were fucking loving the press that Eddie was bringing. People were loving the press that Hamish McLennan well, was Well, technically, getting. Eddie's still but bringing now a lot of headlines. He is. Wallaby's out of the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not all publicity right. is good publicity. No. No, no. But right. people were we, loving it. And right? we have had. And let's just. Now. Bash it out. I think, I think I feel like there's no point in sacking Eddie because no. Darcy, you, where are you? I agree with you now. There's he, no he's point. really he's batted us down, right? I always However, he does think sweeping changes will happen. Not gonna happen. Okay. okay. What do we got, Maloney? Uh, Maloney, no. Mike Michael Rush. After the press uh, release of Eddie having an interview with Japan prior to the World Cup, you reckon the boys still wanted to play for him? Did you I, hear that? I, I. Firstly, all you can do is take Eddie at his word, and he said, "I didn't." Yeah, but at the same time, mate, at the same time, mate, there's multiple reports. I, I don't know if it was Fox Sports, or heavily Sydney, sourced. Sydney apparently. Morning Herald, Sydney Morning Herald reckons they broke it, and they. I don't think they would have put that out the night before if they couldn't confirm if it, it wasn't unsubstantiated. You know, and and I can understand a coach fucking having a plan B. Oh yeah. Oh, you've always got to think, in a professional think ahead, game, right? Yeah. But would you be open to? Yeah, mate, sure. how fucking old is Eddie? Sixty-two, I think. Sixty-two, sixty-three. He's fucking. He's. I said this in fucking a WhatsApp group. Um, like his next gig is the nursing home. Yeah. Like that. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be. Eating <laughs> up and out. Push the kettle. Like, so I, I. But at the same time, like that would fuck with some younger players. I'm sure. But I reckon is, a lot is, of them is, would have been like... Uh, yeah, maybe they're in the bubble. They don't know about it. Yeah. Well, they, they actually asked Dave Parecki that question about the Japan thing. I mean, did that affect you guys? And Dave Parecki, I don't think he's smart enough to have media management skills. He oh, was like, oh, I didn't... Jesus. He goes, this guy. I can't even hit a fucking line, Gee, mate. fucking, mate. Mate, 
Wait, he's he's my Jordan Bataille, right? <laughs> um, and he like goes, oh, well, we didn't really hear much about it, and we just didn't affect us. We we thought we had a really good week or whatever. And then Eddie goes, any more questions on that? I'm out of here. Mike, you gotta respect me. I, oh, that's it. I'll excuse myself. I'll, yeah, I'm done with that question. So, I, 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 if I'm a young player and I'm thinking, okay, nice. well, um, I want to be at the Wallabies long term, and Eddie likes me. And if he's not going to be here after this, where does that leave me? Hmm. I'm sure it fucked with a few blokes' heads. Yeah. The timing and all of it. Mate, I, I, I don't necessarily wouldn't go as far as they didn't want to play for him, but it definitely would have fucked with some of them. You can't, yeah. Not everyone would have been in the social media bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Um, uh Jersey Australia is utilising rugby sevens in schools a way to promote the game. Yes, one hundred. Yes, it is the best way. It is the best way because you way. don't need twenty three players. You need seven. and also there's le- there's fucking there's less, less of a stigma around concussions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the game, and you really like mate, that. that is, other options. Yeah, yeah. And it is such an entertaining, free flowing. It seven suits the Australian fucking view on what. Um, Footy codes are now fast. And we're good at it. Skillful. Right? <laughs> Get this right. So my niece um, got a scholarship to St. Aidan's for touch, right? Great fucking story. Unbelievable athlete, Eliza. Absolute gun. Turned 13 just last week. And then QAS headhunted her and she's now going. And she, her dad is my brother, like diehard rugby coaches at UQ, all this shit. She's been headhunted. She's now doing goalkeeping in soccer because QAS went, you've got attributes for it and you're going to do this. And there's been nothing by way of like keeping her in the game. And it's just like, oh, well, yeah, look, we've lost her. What are you going to do? And it's like, no, you've got like a literal athlete who does track and field, swimming and touch, which is a precursor to sevens, who is on a, like so good they're on a scholarship and Queensland Academy of Sports and the soccer program have headhunted her as an athlete that could go into this program. Nothing. Crickets. No no movement to keep her in the game. Frustrating. Like, frustrating, mate. Uh, and so, and, uh, yes. Uh, yes. So, yes. And there's, there's a two-parter to that, which I think we finish on. If, uh, this has actually come up. Fair few times like uh, Rinnie, uh, Baramol, and Matt, Matthew Strong. Basically, the same thing. If Eddie goes, who to next? And that's a really tough one. So let's. Who? Exactly. Who? So, okay. So, All right. So, hey! <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> who do you think? Well, let, let, let's look round the grounds. Les Kiss just got to the Reds. No. No. Uh, Brumbies, Bernie Larkham. No. No. Darren uh, Coleman, no. Nah. nah. Simon Cron, no. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. So, Kevin Foote, no. Pat Byron. So, we'd have to go New Zealand. <laughs> Nobody there. No one. So, Jamie, jo- Jamie Joseph, Jamie Joseph he's, gone to, he's gone to the Highlanders, but that's more in a director of rugby role. Ronan Agara. Yeah, well, that, that's the one everyone oh. likes to talk about, uh, Roj. Why would he do that? Yeah. When you could just keep he, he's cons- winning the European yeah, Championship. Get him to sign when he's drunk. You know, I don't know. But look, a couple so, of Aussies so, playing there could sweeten the deal. Then, well, we, we, you would have to throw the checkbook at him. 
and yeah. you would have to be like, but how could you say, oh, we'll give you free reign because he also he doesn't know our pathways at all. Like, and he'd probably rock up and be like, what oh, is this going is on? dreadful. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> sucks. So, <laughs> I, yeah, and yeah. you look at um, the four. You know, uh, what's his name? Dan. Um, just going to the Leicester Tigers. Former Brumbies coach. McKellar. McKellar. So I, he's probably off the if table. If he hadn't have been gone through the ringer that he has, he would have been first cab off the range. Probably back, would have been pretty link. exciting. Bring probably. back Link. But you know, you've also you've got to you've got to wonder as well is the big question I think about that is is what Eddie Jones is trying to do with going to an unstructured brand of footy quality up. Is is that something we want? Or Cook can do more than going back to a more structured coach. Is that how we play in Super Rugby? Yeah, I mean, like, well, is it? I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, like, remember, certainly not the Brumbies. Kiwis playing Crusader ball, and even teams from Australia go, "Let's do Crusader ball." Like, no, no, you need highly skilled forwards yes. to be able to pass the ball, right? We, we're not just trying to play that brand of footy. This is a winning time. So I get, but if we you, can't play you it, you need to play a play brand of cattle that suits your cattle. cattle. Yeah. So, and I, I think I think having a coach that understands our pathways is going to be really important um, for the next cab off the range. I would like it to come from one of the Super Rugby teams. Yeah, but who? So that's why I think no, you don't get rid of Eddie. Because yep. there's not someone sort of waiting Until in the wings. Someone glaringly pops up. But if let's say Eddie goes, nice. Well, the only one I can think who's available who is probably not the right person, but maybe as a caretaker, Andy Friend. True. So again, and maybe you say you've got you've got Andy, you've got to the Lions. And then you, you've got two years to see how he goes. Uh, you make a decision after that because you've still got two years to a World Cup. Correct. Right? Correct. So I, I think maybe that's... I'm not sure if fucking friend would even want the job. I just saw that article that says he, he wants Australian rugby to do well. And he, well, wants, to be in, he wants to be involved <laughs> somehow in so, Australian rugby again. Well, he's already signed, way, basically. Yeah. So, hint. so, so you, you put him into a caretaker role two years and if he fucking goes gangbusters you go told you well you go keep going son and if he doesn't you get a Ed, big swing and dig or get a Ronan O'Gara I mean you, you're getting out someone outside of the World Cup cycle again which is tough which is part of the reason Eddie Jones has the assistant coaches he has because all the other ones jump ship from Rennie's team like fucking a year before so I, I think I think you look at it as okay. Well, some take 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 someone like friend as a caretaker, see how it goes. I want to know if Jason Ryle is going to finish painting his house now that we're out of the World Cup. I'm going to say because yeah, he's still on so. holiday, right? They, they, they can't they vacation. Can't, they they can't leave until fucking the last. Like he's probably like what? Yeah. Go home. Anyway, look, uh, that'll that'll do it. But that's good questions. I like those questions. Um, all right, well, that rounds out this week's episode of Pillar to Post, the emergency podcast. Um, it's 9.17. I'm sleepy now, but... Oh, it hasn't been recording. Oh. Oh, no. Thank fuck. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Turtles. Fuck me, Buzz.